Keely Fiona Ace here, reporting to you from the Pit of Despair, Illinois, where dad's step-parents have no rights. You want to hear how it actually is being a step-parent. This is the podcast for you. I'm going to give you the skinny of how stepmoms have no rights when it comes to decision-making, the day-to-day, the big events, all of that stuff. I'm also going to give you the skinny of how the joys of being a step-parent and making that decision to sacrifice your hopes, your dreams, all your finances for these children that you have no rights to. Being a step-parent isn't all like the celebrities make it look. Happy blended families, rainbows, unicorns, fluff flowers, mermaids. It's war. You're in the trenches every day. My relentless reality at times is hilarious from an outsider's perspective. I want to give you guys a glimpse as a stepmom of several years now. My mistakes, my mishaps, my missteps, my successes. I would love for a stepmom listening to take what I've said and maybe not do what I've done. You need a guidebook in being a step parent and being a parent in general. That's what I'm here for. I'm just, I'm a Midwestern gal out here in the pit of despair, letting you guys know that you're not the only one in this foxhole fighting the good fight for those children that aren't even really yours in the eyes of the law. I have changed all the names, events, sports, school activities, ages, all of that jazz, so nobody can come after me in court. Deep, 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 disclaimer. And the skinny of it is what it should be in the court of law is parent A and parent B. There should be no gender because at the end of the day, the kids should be with the parent they spend the most time with. So tune in every week if you need a good laugh or if you need some advice and know that you're not alone because I am down in the foxhole with you. I am right there with the noose around my neck. We got this. No chick flick moments. All right, it's Keely Fiona Ace here, still in the pit of despair. And let me tell you, the winds are picking up over here. Hurricane Keely is coming to town, everybody. Now, moving right along. And happy 420, everybody. You know, everybody knows what that means. If you don't know what that means, where have you been? It is legalized mostly throughout all the states and, almost, you know, hopefully federally soon. Smoke up, eat up. Let's get on our 420, everybody. Happy 420. Happy Wild Guest Day on April 15th. We got a few other fun holidays here. You know, I still, like I said, happy Easter, everybody. Really, really enjoy being with your family. Hopefully the weather's great. Now, ooh, April 18th, happy Animal Crackers Day. I love animal crackers, you guys. And April 19th is Happy Pajamas to Work Day. So, you know, wear your pajamas to work. But since we just got out of COVID, let's flip this. And how about wear jeans to work? Happy wear jeans to work. We're changing it here on this podcast, the skinny of it here first. Now, April 20th, Happy Banana Day. I love bananas. So, you know, eat up. And let's see. Oh, Happy Pineapple Upside Down Cake is... April 20th. Have fun with that. And then happy National Tea Day on April 21st. Ooh, National High Five Day. You guys, that is also April 21st. So, you know, high five it up with your friends and fam. Now, happy Jelly Bean Day. That is April 22nd. Happy. That is hilarious. I love jelly beans. Ooh, now on April 23rd, make sure that you talk like Shakespeare Day, you know, thou and thus and that 
funness. Add some British to it. It'll make it fun. April 23rd. Don't forget, talk like Shakespeare Day. Oh, now for all of those people who don't have any responsibilities but the four-legged friends in our lives, April 24th is Happy Pet Parent Day. This episode is about to get dark as fuck. Guess what? It's a two-parter. This is part one of the insanity and the relentless reality in which you guys download and subscribe to. <laughs> Welcome back. My last episode was all cheery a little bit about my Easter, my first Easter as a stepmom and what that entails, how that looked. We're right around Easter and also my oldest stepdaughter's birthday. This year is going to be an interesting one because she hasn't been home in about seven months. So we'll see how that all pans out. Obviously, as my devoted listeners, I will keep you guys posted on that. What I wanted to discuss with you guys is the fact that I am a mother of three girls. If you guys have not been paying attention with all these shootings and stuff, I can't stress enough to you guys to talk to your kids about what's going on. Do open-ended questions that aren't yes or no's and also sick, but make note of what they're wearing, okay? When they leave for school. Cause there's a lot of evil out there. And sometimes we have to be able to tell police officers or other people what our children were wearing last when we saw them. Please, even if your child is in a uniform, do something to distinguish their, like the kids on uniform. I always have them have their hair done a certain way. So, you know, oh, she had a different color scrunchie in her hair. Okay. Yes, this is dark, but this is the world in which we live in. Know what your children are wearing. And be aware of what's going on in their hearts when they're getting on the bus to go to school, when they're getting out of your car in the car line. Feel out where they're at. Also, because of what happened in Uvalde, Texas, and like, I'm not saying go all vigilante here, so don't fucking come for me, but parents know your kid's school. Because at the end of the day, I don't trust a police officer to go in there and protect my daughter the way I would protect them. Let's be honest, I have three. Know your child's school. So you can have a plan with your child of how that looks if something happens, God forbid. I mean, I am a child that when Columbine hit, that was huge. That was the first huge school shooting. That was a, it still gives me chills. It still makes me pause because one, you look at all the death and the carnage, but then you look at how much hurt has to be in those kids' hearts, how much bullying, how much stress, how much social media has hurt them so badly that they buy grab an AK-47 and they think that blowing a bunch of their classmates and teachers and people that have wronged them away is going to make them feel better. It's not a mental health discussion. It's not a gun discussion. It's the fact that we do not need these weapons right now, okay? This isn't the Civil War times. We just don't. These are our children. This is disgusting to say, but somebody needs to say, until somebody from the NRA, everybody from the NRA loses a child due to a school shooting, none of them are going to take action. And nobody in Congress or the Senate is going to take action until it affects them profoundly in their veins, where it would have to be a relative that would be lost, unfortunately. And I hate to say that I'm not condoning it in any way, or any shape or form, but that's what would have to happen. And that is disgusting. Think of how many children would have to go. But this is a podcast about step parenting, but this is also a huge part that you take on being a step parent that I found out. Obviously I knew, like I've gone through episodes, all of the things that change in your life, going from a single woman to not going into a relationship regularly, you're going into a relationship slash parentship slash war. Because you are at war with the biological mother every single fucking day. So you make all these commitments. But now you have that bone-crushing reality 
me as a stepmom back then and now as a biological mother and a stepmother bone crushing reality that you have to send your children to these places that literally you watch grown ass men with weapons who don't run in there fast enough what the fuck is wrong with you but you have a bunch of moms go in there they would finish the job and no one would go because those are our kids and yes dads same thing i agree that dads would run in there as well but Getting back to my point of this episode is you need to be aware of what's going on with your child when it comes to what they're dressing in, what they're looking at on their phones, what they are talking about with their friends, because everything ties into itself. It's the same thing of being a step-parent. And I always say, pay attention to the man behind the curtain with the biological mother. She is always moving other pieces on the chessboard. She's always moving the pawns. She's moving the rook. She's moving the queen because she thinks she can. You being the queen. You pay attention to those moving parts. It's the same thing as raising your stepchildren. You may not have them a lot, but you need to invest in arming them to face this cruel reality in which sending them to school. It's ridiculous. Like, I am a gun owner. I believe in owning a gun to protect myself. I do not believe in a gun that destroys a human being to where you can't even identify them. Because at the end of the day, if you're a responsible gun owner, you should be able to fire one shot and be done. Okay? You should be able to hit your fucking target and not need to go all over the damn place with a fucking AK-47 or an A or an AR-15. You don't need that. You truly don't. And yeah, I'm probably going to get flack for it. I value my daughter's life over my right to own a weapon. That's just where I stand. Yeah, and you know, I can still own a handgun and I can still own the other weapons of choice. Yeah, and you know what? If I'm a responsible, proud American like all of these stupid asses pretend to be, I can defend myself without a weapon because we live in fucking America and it's a democracy and you use your words. That's how you fight. You use your vote. That's how you fight. You don't use violence. You don't use weapons. You don't use guns. How are you getting your point across? You're just making it worse for the other side or better for the other side, however you want to look at it. But our children are caught in the crossfire. And so now on top of being a parent with this stupid ass fucking social media, like, let me say it again, fucking social media. Remember when we, we, but when I was a child, when I got home from school, that was when the bullying stopped. There was no cell phone to where it was right there in my face. Home was my safe haven. Now kids, they come home. It's like, oh, my bully's still in my hand. Side note, parents, I challenge you when your kids get home, if they have a cell phone, like, I don't know why the fuck they do. Another story for another day. Take that phone. Maybe not physically take it, but get their attention, ask them about their day, create a time after school where they can decompress from the stresses of being a kid. And being an adult, I'm like, please, you don't even know what stress is. But I also remember what it was like to be a teen and a preteen and a child of relentless bullying. You just need somebody to say, are you okay? How was your day? Or bring up something that brings them joy or just sitting there in silence, having a snack after school. You would be surprised how much your kids open up to you if you just put down your fucking phone and turn off the damn TV and just listen. And honestly, and not to go totally dark and morbid here, but we're already in the eye of the hurricane. Take note if they're talking about a kid that's struggling because the skinny of it is that could be your kid's school next. And you could potentially get a red flag and hear something. 
that your daughter or your son says that this other kid's struggling or whatever, they haven't been in school or they're something. I think another thing that America needs to do a much better job in is knowing that when you find these signs, how do you report them? Obviously, that's what I'm here for, everybody. The first thing is when you find signs of like a kid struggling and that you think that it, okay, we'll just go worst case scenario, shooter situation. Take into account, go, how is this going to look? Talk to your child and say, hey, what's going on with them? Then you go to the school. Then the school, find out the procedure there. And then if the police need to be involved, you do that route. But when you involve the police, you can destroy somebody's lives. I can't stress that enough. That's what really frosts my cookie is the police are a double-edged sword. You involve them, they could save you. Or you involve them, they could fuck you. If you want to know how this fucking shit turns out and any more tips on how to be a more on top step parent and just get through this come back next week for part two of this relentless reality because i'm still in this boat everybody paddling along